Welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. We are so excited today to share a guest with you that we have really been looking forward to having on our podcast. We are so excited today to be joined by Brooke Romney. Hi, you guys. Brooke, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We are wondering if to start, you can kind of give our listeners, I'm sure most of them have heard of you, but you could give them a little bit of your background, your passions. Um, Just tell us like what you're into. I would love to. So I um, am a mom of four boys from ages 10 to 19. And I have been a writer for about, I don't know, maybe 15, 16 years. I started um, a blog back then and then an Instagram account. Um, I recently published two books and my passion is helping connect women to their children and each other in the world so that they can feel a little bit more successful in day-to-day life. Um, My first three kids came in three and a half years. There was a lot of times that I felt really alone in motherhood. I lived um, far away from family. And then as they grew up and got into different stages, I realized like that loneliness feeling just kind of like a roller coaster coming and going. And so I really wanted to create a community and space where women could come together and feel a little less alone. So I love that. Also, I feel like you could in a lot of ways describe what we were aiming for when we started this podcast. Totally. I know that feeling of motherhood, it's so it's so wonderful and so special, but also can feel so isolating. So being able to connect with women that are in similar positions and making similar sacrifices is so, it brings, um, just that feeling of support is such a game changer, I feel like. Um, Can you tell us about Modern Manners? Because that's something that Britt and I have loved reading about on your Instagram. Will you tell our listeners what that is and why you got it started? Oh, yes, I would love to. So when, um, when I had teenagers, I realized that a lot of things that, I assumed they knew they didn't know. And I saw that in my own kids. I saw that in the kids that came to my house. I volunteer a lot in the schools. I saw that in the schools. Um, And I was kind of wondering like what that disconnect was. And then COVID happened. And all of a sudden we had like almost two years of time where kids were not able to interact with each other and observe life as it usually goes on. And I felt like there was even a bigger gap And so um, on my Instagram, I started just putting out a few tips, things that I saw gaps in what are like tweens and teens were really missing. Things like um, how to introduce yourself, uh, how to pitch in, that you don't leave one person out. And as I started posting those, there was such huge feedback from my community. Um, And I realized that it wasn't just my kids or the kids that I saw, it was everyone's kids were really struggling. And one comment that I got from a woman, she said, I went to an expensive boarding school back East. And these are all the things that we were taught when I was at that school, because the people there really wanted us to be as successful as possible in our future. And I thought you really shouldn't have to attend an expensive boarding school in order to know some of these common sense things that can really help kids increase their confidence and their chances of success in our world. And um, and I thought we need a book, we need a reference, we need a guide for parents and for kids. Um, and as I was thinking about it, what would work for my own family? I, like I said, I have four boys and they're not usually all that impressed with the things I wanna tell them. And sometimes those <laughs> conversations like, don't go as well as I hoped, or sometimes they feel offended by what I'm saying or like I'm being rude. And I thought, how could I make it so that this just feels like a really neutral piece of advice that all kids need to know so it doesn't feel so personal? And 
I looked on Amazon to see maybe if there was something like that out there. Cause I wanted, if there was, I wanted to buy it for my kids and there was nothing out there. And I thought I need to create this and I need to make sure that it's in a way that kids can take in either on their own or that they can start a family discussion. Uh, and it has just been really, it's been great for our family. It's been great for a lot of other families and schools. And I'm just so, so grateful. So. Yeah, I've loved, I've loved watching you post about that. And what you said is exactly what has struck me about it is they are simple things that, that make sense and feel so straightforward, but also there are things that aren't, there's not really a way for us to learn them. So that was perfect. And uh, I know that we're definitely going to have one sitting on our table because I mean, they're good reminders for me as an adult as well. Um, but I know you talk a lot about teens because that's kind of the phase that you're in with. Most of your boys are teenagers. And Britt and I are still in the phase where we have little, little kids. Both of our oldest are three and a half. And it's been really encouraging to watch you talk about teenagers because I feel like we very commonly hear about the woes of teenagers and how hard and difficult they can be. But you really celebrate that. And I want to hear kind of why you have that passion and how you've been able to overcome the difficulties to be able to see how special that time is. Well, one of the things that I have realized is that all good things in my life have come through effort. And that means that there's a lot of effort that goes into raising kids, but it also equals the greatest rewards. And when I say rewards, I don't mean that it all goes easily or everything turns out like what you thought it would but like the depth of relationships that you get to have, the experiences that you get to have together, the ups and downs that you go through just create such an incredible bond. And I'm just grateful for that. And I think um, when things didn't go like I planned for each of my kids, which, you know, like I think when my kids were three, I was like, okay, so this is who you're gonna be and this is how we're gonna do it. And if I'm an awesome mom, then everything's gonna turn out. Like, that's all I gotta do. I just gotta do all the right things as a mom and I gotta teach you all the things. And then you're just gonna have a life free of pain and problems and hardship because you're just, it's just gonna be awesome. And when I quickly realized that that was not reality, as soon as I embraced that and just started celebrating like the good and the bad and realizing that that was what makes like beautiful, deep, incredible relationships, I was able to be grateful for it and look for opportunities to do it. Um, now that it was easy because anytime our kids are in pain or hurting or anytime we feel like a failure, it's, it's hard, it's hard on us and it's hard to watch, but it doesn't negate the growth that comes from it. And so as I've been parenting my kids for the last 20 years, I just have been able to look at, like, look for the good and, um, be able to realize like we're strong enough to get through the hard times too. So. That's so, that makes me like slightly emotional. <laughs> I feel like I can relate to that on just the smallest level. You know, we have these little kids and their emotions are all over the place. They're just so devastated to so thrilled all in a matter of three minutes, right? Like yes. <laughs> they wear their emotions on their sleeve. And as a mom, sometimes that, that, um, you kind of feel like you're being taken on a roller coaster every day. Just sure. <laughs> it's hard to be like that neutral space. And um, I, often too, I, I see these patterns, right? Like um, Paris and I have been talking about starting preschool. We just, both our oldest just started preschool and we were talking about all the emotions that come with that. And 
there are patterns that emerge over time where like months at a time, I'll be like, wow, like we're in a really tough phase right now. <laughs> this is really hard. And then all of a sudden, like those few months pass and I'm like, oh, my child's back. Like here he is again. And like all these wonderful things about him are still there. And like, he's still happy. And we, our relationship has grown stronger because of it. But I, I sometimes, you know, I think every mom I'm sure does this think, oh, once he's out of his toddler phase, like then, you know, then we're on cruise control or like, once yes. they're, you know, this age, then like, we'll have it figured out. But I mean, in all reality, like I will go on an emotional roller coaster for months at a time, right? Like that is life. Yep. And just learning to embrace that. And I love what you said about celebrating the struggles and the joys that that's like, that's, that's what family's for, right? Like we, we can do this together. <laughs> I just I love, love that. that. And I, I wanted to that, ask, oh yes. Oh, I was no, going to say when you were talking about that, one of the things that I've grown to learn is when I was younger, I was like, yeah, like we'll get this down. Like I'll figure this out. We'll have it down and then we'll move on to the next thing. And one of the beautiful things about parenting is that you're always a beginner. And while that can be a little devastating sometimes, it is so incredible to always be at a point where there's so much growth to be had because you figure out things for a three-year-old and then they turn four and you have all these new complications or you're like, okay, I've got this toddler phase down. And then your next child is completely different from your first one. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I thought being calm and kind worked and this kid's like, he's not having the calm. He's not having the kind. And so just, it's such an incredible way to like explore yourself and explore life that you always are on a growth curve with parenting. And it can be hard when you're like, wait, I thought I had this figured out, but I've really tried to say like, no, like I have another opportunity to grow. I've got another opportunity to learn something new. I can learn empathy with this one, or I can learn how to do something different or creativity. And it's been really fun to be able to realize like, I'm never going to be an expert at this. I, I talk about teenagers all the time. I'm not an expert at teenagers because every teenager is so different. So really all we can do is just do our best and create a community and keep trying again. And hopefully we'll see some successes. And then when we don't, we'll just keep trying and do something new. So I'm so sorry. I don't know what's no, going you're on. Fine. Um, but that's really comforting to hear you say, especially Britt and I both look to you as an expert. So it kind of takes that weight off of us to hear you say <laughs> that, that you never really perfect it. That's just, you know, it's nice to hear. Um, you did a post a few months ago that I actually sent to Brit and I was like, we have to talk to Brooke. About and I feel this. like what you were saying, like perfectly transitioned. Yes, this. exactly. But you talked about um, how as moms, we're very prone to feeling guilt. And you, we talk about that a lot. Like we shouldn't feel guilt. We all, I think, know that mom guilt is something that we don't want. But you gave some really practical tips um, with how to redirect that feeling and turn guilt into joy. Can you can you share that with us? Yes. Yeah, so um, during COVID, I was feeling like I was failing. Like there were just so many kids that needed so many things, and you know it was so hard. And I just felt like every day, like wow, like I did not. I did not do this. I did not do that. I did not, you know, and one of my friends, Emily Orton, she gave me such good advice. And she just said, um, every day I try to think of something that I did do, like what was my success? And I try to focus on that. And I thought about that 
And one of the things that I wasn't doing, I realized was I was not finding joy. And so when she said she thinks about her success, she does it really deliberately. So she like makes a list of the things that make her feel successful and joyful in motherhood. And I thought, I'm like, I'd never done that. Like I'd never really stopped to think like, what makes me feel joyful? What makes me feel successful as a mom? And so as I listed those out, there were a few that kind of like rose to the top for me. And she said, then every day I make sure I do one of those things, like at least one of those things. And she tries to do it early in the day too. So that she says, by the end of the day, when I'm laying down and the house is still a mess and I'm like telling a kid, like for the 10th time, go to bed, like it's bedtime, do not get out of your bed, you know? She's like, I can focus, instead of focusing on those things, I can focus on the things that I did that felt successful and brought me joy. So two, like, two things for me, like reading to my kids and being outside with them, those both make me feel successful and joyful. And so instead of at the end of the night, like looking at the mess and, and how grumpy they are about going to bed, I focus instead on, and we read like four chapters of a book we loved and we went and played football outside and that felt like a really successful day for me. And it just really changed everything because I realized I was focusing on the wrong things. And for them to have a mom who's constantly beating herself up and never feeling good enough and never feeling like she does enough, even though I honestly know that I'm doing all I can, that's not fair. Um, for them, it's not fair to have a mom that's constantly wishing she were better or someone else. And it's not fair to me because I won't find that joy. And that affects my family more than me not getting the dishes done. So that was a really, really important technique for me to kind of flip my mind and flip my actions and be able to find a lot more joy in motherhood. I, that is such great advice. I, it's interesting that you bring up this, this idea that like more than just wanting a joyful life like it is also affecting everyone else around you right like it's it's sort of this spiral effect it's um putting you down but then also it's making your children feel bad and you then may feel worse about yourself because of that and rather than focusing on that just like choosing to focus on focus on the good is i think um pivotal i think it's just like really really important and along with that, I feel like Paris and I both are stay-at-home moms and obviously have little, you know, we have the podcast. Paris also does photo on the side. But but for the most part, our days are spent at home. And I know that we get a lot of listeners reaching out asking about tips for working moms, tips for moms who aren't spending as much time at home so that they don't feel guilty. Do you have any specific advice that you feel like you could give to these working moms? Yes, I, so this is being, um, working so much more is kind of a new thing for me. And to be honest, I love being at home and I love being at all the things and in the schools and available when my kids are there. So it's something that I've really had to battle with. And one of the things that does help me is understanding that I have a choice and this is what I'm choosing to do. And a lot of people say, well, I don't have a choice, but we all have a choice. And so maybe yours is different than mine. Maybe it's I'm choosing to put food on the table for my family. It's really, really important that my kids eat and that they have a home to go to. And so while I would love to stay at home, I'm choosing to give them a better life by going to work because I need to. Um, if it's someone that chooses to work because they need to be out a little bit and they, they don't feel like they're their best self at home, it's I choose to I choose to do this so that I can come home and feel refreshed and feel like I can be my best self for my kids. And I'm excited that my kids can see me 
doing things that expand my mind and use my talents. And I think this is a great example for my kids, um, for those who are doing it, maybe for some extras. I am choosing to go to work so that my child can participate in an extracurricular activity. And while this is hard for me, this is the choice that I feel like is best for my family right now. And I realize that when I have, when I feel like I'm choosing my life, it feels a lot better. I feel a lot less um, grumpy about it. I feel a lot less angry. Um, and I really am able to embrace both sides of me so much better that I'm both choosing to work and I'm choosing to be a great mom. And they're not exclusive. You can do both things really well. And it does take a little bit more deliberation and time and effort. Um, but I feel like my kids feel just as loved, even though sometimes my guilt sweeps over me and I'm like, oh, I'm not as available. And, you know, I wasn't there when he called and needed something. And I think, but I'm also choosing to help him understand that he can be independent. He's capable of bringing his homework to school. And those are great lessons to learn too. Well, I really, really appreciate it about that is there's no right or wrong reason to choose to work or choose to stay home. But the reality is you are making that choice for whatever reason and whatever reason is valid, but it's in your control. And I actually am laughing a little bit because I was having this conversation about something a little bit different with myself yesterday. As Britt mentioned, we both of our kids started preschool this week and I have just been feeling like so, I don't want to say uneasy because I do feel good about it, but I it's just been hard for me. It's been really hard for me. I've had a lot of concerns and nothing nothing that really feels like, oh, this isn't right, but just a lot of things that feel uneasy about it. And finally yesterday, I was driving home from picking him up and I was like, you know what? We chose this. This is what we're doing. And I do, at the end of the day, I do feel good about it. So we're going to make the most of it. Like, this is what we're doing. We're going to be happy about it. We're going to make the most of this experience. And we will, we'll go from there. Um, but it, it reminded me of a post that you did. I think it was just a couple of days ago. Um, but you talked about turning fear into something that you can be excited about. And that's one reason that I love your Instagram is because you really just do give the most practical tips. I, um, but can you talk about how you manage fear and how you turn it into something productive? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of parenting for a lot of people, some are lucky and don't feel like that anxiety and fear very often, but you're just always a little bit worried. Like, are we making the right choice? Is this going to go okay? And I, there was a time when I found myself really ruled by that, like almost stopping progression just because I didn't want to like risk something or what if it goes wrong or, you know, things like that. And, um, one of the things that really helped me was taking that fear and turning it into excitement. And I have a lot of people who will message me like, oh, I'm so worried about my kid going to middle school or something. And you can sit in that fear and be like, oh, this is so scary. This is going to be horrible. You know, what are we going to do if this happens or if this happens? But instead, um, I encourage people to look for things that make them excited. Okay, middle school is a challenging time, but what am I excited about? I'm really excited that my kid gets to go to a music class and that he also gets to do gym and he they have yoga how fun is that i'm really excited because now my kid's 13 and there's a couple movies that i've been dying to show him and that will be really fun for us to do together and he gets off school like 30 minutes earlier and that will be fun i can have some time alone with him before all the elementary school kids get back and as we redirect that focus to something that excites us 
all of a sudden the fear dissipates and it doesn't feel that big. It doesn't mean everything is easy or that middle school is going to be perfect. That's not it at all. But instead of us like bringing that fearful energy, we can instead bring, bring an excited energy. And I think it really helps our kids to have a mom who isn't constantly fearful and isn't constantly worried and isn't constantly like, oh, I'm so sad that you're going to preschool. This is so hard for me. It's like, I am so excited. I am so excited that you get two hours to go be with friends and learn from somebody new because you've been with me all this time. And it's so important for us to have lots of adults in our lives that love us. How fun, how exciting that you get to have this experience. And, and then even if it doesn't go well, even if it's not what you thought it was, you know what, I am really excited that we get to learn from this experience together. I'm excited that there's somebody in your class that you don't get along with because that's that's what we're gonna do all through our life. Now you get to figure out how to be friends with someone that you never thought you'd be friends with. And I think it's really, really, really helpful for our kids to have parents who help them see new things and hard things and kind of scary things as opportunities to be excited. Yeah. Well, and these things are going to happen anyway, right? Like our kids are going to go to middle school. They are going to go to preschool. They're <laughs> the going to isn't going to do much yes. to stop it. So we're going to feed into how they feel about it and it will affect our experience and it will kind of cast a shadow over the whole thing. So I love that idea of just reframing and then you get to look at the good instead. Well, and how yeah. powerful, how powerful that all of these tips and, and um, I don't know, just ways to like really embrace all the good in motherhood that these are all things that it does not matter your situation your circumstance your resources your like that this is all just a mindset shift and these tools are all within our capability which that is just that's like really empowering to hear along with you talking about this preschool experience i'm thinking i love reading about um i have always been a little bit of an older soul. And as I was driving my son, um, when he was born, he was transferred up to a hospital up, up in Salt Lake, um, in their NICU. And I would drive past this high school to go visit him. And I would see these kids out, um, playing sports or, you know, it was like after, after school activity things. And I would have this feeling of like, I cannot wait to have kids in high school. I just thought that all the time. Like, I want to go to their football games and I want to go, you know, I want to have all their friends over at my house. And I, I just like yearned for that so much. And I love that. I feel like you're giving me that hope, but also I want to know if you were to look back at your younger self with your young boys, you said you had three within three and a half years, which that is overwhelming. Yes. Um, also, <laughs> also what you're doing yeah. is, it's also about half a third and four years. So oh, and it's, it's, it's intense. It's intense. So I'm just curious, what advice would you give to your younger self or to young moms with young kids that um, are just in a really different phase of motherhood? Yeah, I would look back and I, I mean, it's kind of the same thing but find the things that bring you joy and they don't have to be the things that bring everyone else joy and then do them as often as possible. Do them as often as possible. Motherhood can be so like mundane if you don't choose to do it differently. And so if you love being with friends, like set up the play dates, go to the parks. A lot of what I did that I loved was actually really inconvenient and took effort, but the end result 
was really awesome. And I think a lot of times we're like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's such a hassle. That's so hard. My house isn't clean. My house isn't big enough. What if no one comes? You know, whatever those ideas are, like just take control and do the things that bring you joy. And maybe that's teaching your kids art. And maybe it's, you know, getting together and going to a music class, whatever it is, do more of it. And I, so I hated it when people were like, this goes so fast, you're going to miss this. You know, it actually bugged me so much because three boys in three and a half years is <laughs> right. Like, right. Yeah. Didn't go right. That like, fast. You're like, no, when I, was the last time you had a three-year-old in your house? <laughs> I love to say like the first eight years of motherhood feel like 24. The second eight years of motherhood feel like eight. And then like the last couple years of motherhood, like feel like eight minutes. It just is. It's so true. But wow. one of the things I like to say is there's things you're not going to miss and that's totally okay. My kids are old and I have never been like, I wish I could clean up, throw up. I don't, I will, you will never miss that. <laughs> like I like, I don't miss having crying kids in a grocery cart. I don't miss it. Like it's wonderful to go to the store with no one crying in a grocery cart. I don't, I don't miss that. <laughs> I don't miss like buckling kids into seatbelts. I don't like, those are none of, I don't miss any of those things. So it's okay if there's things that you don't love and you're not going to miss those, but there are things that I hope you do miss. And so look for those things that you're like, you know what? I am going to miss this. And you don't have to sit in like a, Oh, so sad place, but like, while I don't miss the crying kid in the grocery cart at Target, I actually miss having a companion when I go to Sam's Club. Like I love having somebody in the cart to talk to. I miss that. And even though I don't miss cleaning up throw up, I miss somebody thinking I can make everything better. Like I really do miss that. And while I don't miss putting somebody to bed a hundred times, like I miss bedtime stories because people don't really need me to read those to them anymore and so just like finding those moments of joy and creating as many as possible for you and for your kids sometimes i think we do so many things just for our kids um and we have to remember that more than anything they just want a mom who enjoys being with them and so if that means that you go to work for four hours a day so that you can enjoy being with them for the next four or if it means like you expose them to things that you love because it brings you joy. Like that's what they're going to remember way more than how many things you did. They're going to remember having a mom who was like, you know what, this is, this is a pretty good gig. Like I like to be with you, even when you're miserable, like, yeah, I don't really like to be with you having a tantrum, but like, I really, really enjoy just you. And so that's, that's what I would say. That's what I wish um, each like younger mom knew. That's so sweet. You literally have me bawling over here. <laughs> I'm so a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> no, it's it just it's interesting to hear you say that because um it's true that like these young phases, I think a lot of what inspired Paris and I to start this podcast was that being moms of young kids would hear people always use these phrases that, around that of just like it being the worst, right? Like it just being so awful in so many ways. And we were like, yeah, like it is hard. It is so intense and very overwhelming, but there are so many wonderful things about it too. And we want to shine a light on that, that it's okay to admit that it's difficult and that it's hard and that um, you are working through struggles personally and with your children, but 
can we also address the fact that like there are really, really wonderful things that you will miss one day. And that doesn't mean you're going to miss everything, but like, it's okay to, to sort of have that positive perspective through the difficult moments as well. So I, I really so appreciate can I just say you sharing that. Yes. One thing about that. So surround yourself with people um, that can enjoy it with you. You don't need to be fake and be like, oh my gosh, yes, I loved putting them in, you know, <laughs> like their crib when they wouldn't go to bed. That was so fun. Right. Like, I um, made a friend when we were in Michigan who thoroughly, like she just chose to enjoy her kids. She had um, four boys just like I did and they were wild and crazy. And I watched her enjoy the heck out of motherhood. And I, as I watch that, I'm like, that's who I want to be. And that's who I want my kids to remember. Like, I don't want them to remember the mom who was like, oh my gosh, I'm so done with you, which that happens. That totally happens. And it's just fine. But what I wanted them to remember was the mom who was like, yeah, like, let's go play. Let's go do this. And I think it all ties together in order to do that. You've got to be doing the things that bring joy to your life so that they see you enjoying them and see you enjoying life and and find friends who you can complain to but also who can bring the good stuff too i remember there was a time where i was with a group of people and um it was almost like we got together just to complain like all day and the way you felt after complaining about your kids all day or complaining about your husband or your situation whatever it was like it was so defeating and you felt so low and i remember one day thinking i can't do this anymore. Like this doesn't bring the energy to my life that I need. And yeah, things are hard, but everyone has hard things. And so look for some people who like, I love that you guys have each other where you're like, okay, yeah, this was a hard moment, but this was like a beautiful moment. And no, I don't need to get rid of my kids today. Like we're, I, I love it. I love bringing them with me to Costco. That's actually super fun. We get samples and we get treats and like, that was really fun. And it's okay. I think sometimes as young moms, we feel like it's not okay to talk like good about what we're doing. Like, oh, you know, I don't want people to think I'm fake or whatever, but it's like, yeah, we still need good. We still need light. People need to see. I remember one time asking this friend in Michigan, I'm like, hey, do you want to trade so that like we can have a few hours to like go to our Costco run? And it's just like, oh, I just love taking my kids to Costco. Like, I don't want to <laughs> trade for that. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> that was awkward. But then also I was like, okay, like, why does she love taking her kids to Costco? Like, how can I get to that place? And, and maybe not taking all three of them to Costco, but maybe because she's like, I'm happy to watch your kids if you want me to watch them while you go to Costco. And so I thought, okay, like, how can I make this work? Maybe it's fun to take one to Costco. How do you find joy? How can you enjoy motherhood? And how can you help other people realize that it's a possibility too? Oh my gosh. I love that. That's just like speaking to my soul and honestly, exactly what I need to hear right now. So thank you so much. <laughs> but I feel like that's been a really big theme of our conversation with you is just like, there are going to be things that are really hard, but find those things that are good and are exciting and really, really lean into them. Um, and I really like that you said too, that we need to surround ourselves with people that build us up. And sorry, I'm bringing up another one of your Instagram posts, but Britt and I just we love, love it. Yeah, we love everything you say on there. Um, but you talked, you've talked about motherhood being a symphony and not a solo. And I feel like that's 
that's kind of what you're saying is you need these people around you. Anyways, I'm wondering if you have any thoughts, any other thoughts surrounding that you'd like to share? Wow, like when I look back, like this, this one kind of makes me emotional because when my kids were little, um, we lived away from family and, you know, for 13 years. And while they were so good at like building my kids up, like just through like visits and things like that, um, sometimes I felt like, oh man, like, are they going to have enough people in their life? And, or maybe I have to do it all. And that's such the wrong way to think about motherhood. And I just feel 100%, like the more, the more people our kids have in their corner and cheering them on, the better it is for them. And so the more you can open up to other moms, I remember one time, um, one of my kids was going through a really tough time and it's really easy to keep that to yourself because it's either embarrassing for them or embarrassing to you or whatever it is. And um, I just had this feeling that I needed to let other people in and just let them know what was going on. And um, I'm gonna get emotional, but I will never forget the love that people poured on him. And he needed it so, so bad. And I could have kept quiet and I could have kept private and I could have, you know, but no one knew that he was struggling so much and he needed people in his corner. And when I told the people that needed to know that what a hard time we were having, it went immediately from like judgment and kind of harshness to like, let me love him. How can I love him? What, I, what can I do? And that was exactly what he needed. And so um, I had somebody message me once. She has little boys and she was feeling a lot of kind of grief from other people. Um, they weren't like really well behaved, but she was struggling. She was doing all she could and they just had a lot of energy. And she said, what can I do? And I said, just open up, like sit down with your mother-in-law and say, I want you to know I am doing everything I can. And they have a lot of energy and I'm trying to do my best. And all they really need from me right now is love. And if you can just give extra love, like this one's struggling in school and this one has a hard time with friends and, you know, could you just give extra love and just opening your life to people, opening their life to people, the ones that need to know and the ones that love them regardless. It just has made a huge difference. I'm a huge believer in making sure that the people who love our kids understand how they can love them best. So. I love that. I love that. That, that is so special. And I, I think I've seen um, that in my own life, just when I've opened up about things, it really, it does, it does remind you it takes a village and it can go from something that's so hard to something that is really, really beautiful and really special when you allow people to kind of carry that burden with you. And I've seen that. And I, I love that you talk about that. Rick, seriously, I, I feel like this is like filled our cups <laughs> in all so the ways. This is really what we needed. <laughs> At least what I needed. So thank you so much. And you guys are I'm so sweet. Oh, thank you so much for doing this. I'm wondering before we finish, if there's anything else that you would like to share with our listeners. I think just being able to like own your strengths, have joy and look for community everywhere you can. Um, it changes how motherhood feels. And so like when you feel like you're doing the things that you're called to do, um, when you're finding joy in the little things and, and when you have people around you that can both celebrate you and be there for you, it really, really changes motherhood into something that I think is really beautiful and enjoyable. So thank you so much, Brooke. 
Um, can you tell our listeners, I know that everyone, if they don't follow you already, is going to really want to. <laughs> can you share where people can find you? Yes, I'm really active on Instagram at Brooke Romney Writes. Um, I have a website called at Brooke, it's brookromney.com and that's a little more searchable. So if there's something you're like, oh, I want to like learn more about that. Um, and then my book, I have um, my books are on Amazon and not in Costco anymore, darn it. But you can find um, both my books that I published on Amazon. So that's perfect. And we will link all of that in our show notes as well so that it's accessible for everybody. Perfect. Thank you for being with us, Brooke. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. You're awesome. <laughs>